It's said that foxglove is most lethal just before the seeds ripen. Signifaro could not help but think of that alluringly toxic flower and her family's manner that shared its namesake as she stared down at the corpse of the once Duke of Burness, Lord Julius Wakefield. All her life she'd heard the stories of how her parents had died in that manner, their breath stolen by poison. Signa had found wrinkled newspaper clippings detailing the incident, buried in her grandmother's attic when she was a child. And she remembered thinking what a beautifully tragic evening it must have been. She'd envisioned bodies dancing beneath a buttery haze of lights, while satin gowns twirled about the ballroom floor. And Signa thought of how lovely it must have been in those final moments before death arrived. She'd taken comfort knowing that her mother had died in a ball gown, doing what she'd loved most. Never had Signa allowed herself to imagine the tragedy of such a death, or stopped to consider the shattering glasses and ear-splitting screams like those that reverberated through Thorngrove's ballroom. Until her cousin Blythe stumbled forward as someone shoved past her, Signa hadn't given any thought to how a person would have to mind their hands and toes to avoid being trampled by those who hurried past the body lying dead at their feet, rushing toward an exit. This death was not the beautiful, peaceful one that she had dreamed for her parents. This death was merciless. Everett Wakefield sank to his knees beside his father. He wilted over the corpse, showing no awareness of the mounting chaos, even as his cousin, Eliza Wakefield, gripped him by one shoulder. Her face was green as lichen. Gathering one long look at her dead uncle, she clutched her stomach and heaved her dinner onto the marble floor. Everett didn't so much as flinch as her sickness spilled onto his boots. Moments before, the Duke of Burness had been all smiles as he'd prepared to partner with the Hawthorns on their esteemed business, Grey's Gentleman's Club. The arrangement had been the town's most notable gossip for weeks, and the venture that Elijah Hawthorne, Signa's former guardian, had been preening about for even longer. Yet, as he stood behind the corpse of that almost partner, with a flute of water trembling in his hands, Elijah Hawthorne no longer preened. He'd gone so white that his skin was like marble, veins of blue corded beneath his eyes. Who did this to me? Lord Wakefield's spirit hovered over his body, his translucent feet not quite touching the ground as he twisted to face death and Signa, the only ones who could see him. Signa was asking herself the very same question, though with the restless crowd surrounding them, she couldn't very well answer Lord Wakefield aloud. She waited to see if more bodies would fall, wondering all the while if this was how it had been at Foxglove the night of her parents' deaths. If it had felt too bright and too glittery for the sickness that marred the air, and if her mother's sweat-soiled gown and coiled hair had felt as heavy then as Signa's did now. So lost in her thoughts and her panic was Signa that she flinched 
when death whispered beside her. Easy, little bird. No one else will die tonight. If that was meant to reassure her, he'd need to try harder. Everett held his father's limp hand, his tears falling in a bone-chilling silence, as his father's spirit sank to his knees before him. 